coming. You know, I was like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Wrestling Podcast. WWE Raw absolutely sucks. And I'm about to get right on into this episode 65 of the Too Sweet Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to get into a lot of things and it won't be nice. This episode is about to be full of piss vinegar and smart tears. So prepare yourselves. We're about to hop into this thing. You can find me, all of my links where I'm at, at linktr.ee slash two sweet pot. That's the number two sweet P-O-D. You can find all my links there, iTunes, all that good stuff. Leave me a review on iTunes, lovely five-star review on iTunes for your boy. So, we're going to hop into best thing, funniest thing first, and funniest thing of the week, Bray Wyatt, the Firefly Funhouse. I still don't enjoy it, but at the very end, we had the kids with Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is talking about it's picnic time. He puts on his glasses, and then the kids are just looking stone face at the end of this video slash promo. And it was so hilarious. They're panning to the kids, and nobody's moving. Everybody's looking stone faced, like, please help me out of here. That was so funny to me. It was the funniest thing of the week. Best thing of the week. Daniel Bryan and Rowan becoming tag team champions. I got to say that I really thought that Shane McMahon was going to declare himself champions. Uh, the match itself with the with Usos phenomenal. I'm going to get into that as well. But Daniel Bryan and Rowan becoming tag team champions kind of came out of nowhere for me. And I got to say, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy what Daniel Bryan has to say going forward on all of this. Him and Rowan make a fantastic tag team. So, we're going to move on into number one spot. And number one spot, we look at the best things, the number one things from wrestling, either in the ring or out of the ring. And today we have the number one spot, the number one social media challenge, and the number one match of the week. So, we're going to get into the number one spot. Coming from the Kofi Kingston versus AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn match, we had an SOS death drop, a fantastic maneuver, and we had AJ Styles going for the death drop on Sami Zayn. Kofi Kingston rolls in with the SOS, and it was one of the best spots of the week, the best spot of the week for me. Moving on, the number one social media challenge of the week, Sasha Banks. Tessa Blanchard posts a picture on Instagram. And Sasha Banks slides into the comments and says, let's wrestle. That is one message I would love to see. I don't know if it's going down already at some point, but I haven't seen it myself. Tessa Blanchard, the best overall women's wrestler in the world. I've said it again. I've said it for years. I've said it for months. She is the best. I would love a match with her and Sasha Banks. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but boy, it is a dream match. Number one match of the week, the Usos versus Daniel Bryan, as I mentioned. Usos versus Daniel Bryan and Rowan. That was a phenomenal match. I enjoyed every bit of it, even though I don't like the fact that a Raw team got a shot at the tag titles on SmackDown, but that's beside the point. It's something I'm going to hop into later. So, moving on into the evisceration, I mean podcast topics of the week. WWE Raw absolutely sucks. And I'm going to get into some of the reasons why. I mean, I could do an entire podcast on why Raw is just making me want to pull out 
the remaining bits of my hair but that's beside the point we're gonna hop into some of them and we're gonna start right now they don't make stars so this goes all the way back to in my opinion brock and roman reigns i said this years ago you keep feeding everybody to brock and roman reigns in order for roman reigns to eventually get the victory and i'm not here to talk about you know roman reigns why i hate roman reigns or anything i'm here to talk about the reasons why that was a bad idea you kept feeding everybody the brock and roman reigns right so i've always said what happens if roman reigns suffers an injury and roman reigns was unfortunately out for a number of time and gladly he's back but in that time you have a bunch of guys that just have names you don't necessarily have stars because the majority of them have been getting fed to Brock and Roman and as it stands right now it doesn't have anything to do with Roman right now because when you look at the division who feels like a true blue star outside of what's going on with the heavyweight titles the only stars I really feel like there are on Raw is Becky Lynch and AJ Styles and like if as for everybody else I don't really feel like they're a true blue star right now so I don't know what it is on WWE Raw on WWE Smackdown they seem to have no problems with making stars I they it's a more it, it, excuse me Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan coined the term years ago land of opportunity where the land of opportunity created stars and on Raw it's like Man, what is going on? There are no stars on Raw. Moving on. There is no planning on Raw. Like, just something I want to hop into. The call-ups that happened pre-WrestleMania. What was the plan for them? They had no plan whatsoever. It was like a panic move for WWE to call up Ricochet and those guys. And the call-ups that happened before that. EC3. Uh, your Nikki Crosses. What are they doing right now? It's like the long-term planning is gone from Raw. Like, you'll see some instances, but in this instance, when you have guys that could be stars, going back to that point, and you have no plan for them whatsoever, they tend to become just guys. Ricochet is just the guy right now because they have no long-term planning for him. We'll see how it goes going on into the future, but no long-term planning. Moving on, there is no importance outside of the heavyweight title. Like, look at the divisions, the heavyweight type toes, excuse me. Look at the divisions outside of your heavyweight titles with the men and the women. Before Finn Balor left off with the Intercontinental Championship, he wasn't doing anything of importance. He was feuding with Bobby Lashley, and that wasn't important at all. It wasn't good at all. Nobody was interested in seeing another match at WrestleMania at all. Nothing feels important outside of the, the World Heavyweight Championship. Now we have the United States Championship on Raw, and while that feud with Ray Mysterio will produce a good match, I like that. It doesn't feel very important because Ray Mysterio and Samoa Joe have been going at it for quite some time now. And now we have it on Raw. It doesn't feel important. Look at the tag team division. The Usos and the Revival. What is going on there? We got two of the best tag teams over in the world. And they're feuding over Uzi Hot. I cannot believe I just said that. The tag team champions on Raw. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. What are they doing? A two minute match versus the War Raiders. These guys don't feel important at all. They just lost the match clean to the war rage. You got to put some importance on the guys if you're going to 
give them the titles. The women's tag team champions. The the iconics. Like, what is going on with them? They're losing a match every time they go out on Raw or SmackDown. And they have the roast material you have ever seen from wrestlers when they cut promos. Nothing feels very important outside of the heavyweight championships. You got to build up contenders. Like Braun Strowman, what happened to him? He doesn't feel important. Drew McIntyre, they won't let him win a big match to save his life so he can't gain any momentum. It is a real problem. The Miz is stuck feuding off with Shane McMahon. It is a real problem. Nothing feels important outside of the heavyweight title. So, moving on, everything, all of these feuds and matches is everything but simple. I would say all of the feuds is everything but simple, excuse me. There's always something go extra going on with the majority of the matches. And Raw, it has been labeled as the entertainment brand. And... Here's the thing, here's the problem with that. Raw can be a brand just like SmackDown that can be worried about the sporting aspect as opposed to the entertainment aspect. SmackDown for quite some time and they've had their peaks and valleys lately, but for the most part they had been consistently great because they focused on the in-ring more than the freaking entertainment part of wrestling. And Raw has the talent to focus squarely on the in-ring but for whatever reason we don't get the same things that we get out of SmackDown that we get uh, from Raw and it's such a shame because Raw could be the sporting brand and it could be great for three hours but we'll never see that we'll have peaks and valleys where we have great matches but it's not consistently focused on the sporting aspect of wrestling another reason is because it is formalatic like we have the same formula somebody's gonna come out and cut a promo at the beginning of the show are we gonna have the first match go very long but it's gonna have a million commercial breaks in between and on raw it feels like that you know back in the 90s it wasn't perfect i'm not gonna sit up here and tell you that it was perfect but it felt like anything could happen on monday night raw it doesn't feel like anything could happen on Raw. It feels like if I turn off the TV, I'm not going to really miss anything of note. And that's a problem, man. Raw used to feel like, you know what? Anything could happen at any given moment. Somebody could just come out at any given moment. Steve Austin could just come out at any given moment and stun everybody. But it just doesn't feel like anything could happen on Raw anymore. I mean, and I mean, another thing, I thought we are the authority like that lasted for all of a couple of weeks and it was back to normal being formulatic again so moving on the commentary team there is just no uh, consistency or chemistry between this commentary team namely Renee Young and Corey Graves, they just do not mix as a commentary team. I'm sorry, I'm just not interested in them. They don't mix. And they're steady arguing every other second. And I'm just not interested in it. Then you have Michael Cole, who's... I don't want to get on Cole too much because he's been decent. But I just do not find him interesting as a lead commentator. So moving on to the next issue, the booking sucks for the most part. Uh, look at... The most recent booking i've tried to look at the most recent booking and find something great to come out of it 
and I couldn't really find anything outside of one real thing and I'm probably probably pretty sure I'm missing a couple of things out of that but looking at the Reese booking the money in the bank booking like we're just gonna name competitors I don't like that man like what happened to qualifying matches for the money in the bank like I do not like that. I didn't like the Money in the Bank booking at all. We, I mean, you, you couldn't qualify for the match. That was one of the few things heading into Money in the Bank that I always look for. Look at the Revival, man. They lost the tag titles. And now they're doing Uzi Hot segments. And the people that they lost the tag titles to, they won't, as I mentioned earlier, they won't even do anything of note with the guys. Pretty much the only thing... And before I get into that, another thing, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. That was a horribly booked feud that I had no interest in. But the only thing of note that I could really find or think about was Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. I enjoyed that build. That's about the only thing that I could really think of lately that I sink my teeth in on WWE Raw. And I'm like, okay, I enjoyed that build. So... Looking at this aspect, and another thing I can throw in there is AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. Ah, that doesn't really feel like a big time feud as well. I'm not really feeling them booking AJ Styles as a heel. And now it even kind of feels like a match that should be an epic dream match. It's kind of felt kind of feels like we're heading for a really good to great match and a yeah, solid at best uh, feud. Looking at the last thing, Vince freaking McMahon now look I'm not here to say Vince does everything bad but you can tie a lot of these things back to Vince feeding people to Brock and Roman I'm tying that back to Vince fair or unfair having no concrete solid plan for the college just calling them up out of nowhere those these NXT guys and gals I'm tying that back to Vince McMahon Robin Entertainment Brand, Vince McMahon, the commentary team, Vince McMahon, who is in their ear every five seconds, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon has had so many out-of-touch moments lately, and like I'm not here to say that the guy doesn't get everything wrong, because there are some things where I look at Ron, I'm like, okay, they finally got that right, and I give him credit for that, but I cannot help but think, if Triple H was running the show, I'm not saying it would be perfect, but I'm saying that Raw would be focused on the sporting aspect of the show. And Raw would be better because of it. So Vince McMahon, for as great things as he continues to do, I think he's a problem as well. So moving on, and this is something I want to get to just on a side. The people that keep talking about, oh, you guys are too negative when you talk about Raw. Well, man, I got to question your judgment if you're looking at WWE Raw and all you have is positive things to say. Look, this is a crap show and it needs to be called out. Look, man, we can't always be positive about things. I go back to my Los Angeles Lakers. I'm a Lakers fan. They are a crap show right now. And I continue to call them out because I'm a true blue fan of them. I'm a true blue fan of wrestling. If WWE Raw is crap, I'm just going to call it for what it is. It is complete crap in a horror show. There are some things that I like about it. But the majority of it is just horrible. And people are just giving up. I'm about to talk to the, about that Excuse me, later on in this podcast. So that's just my thoughts on Raw. WWE Raw is bad. So let me hop into this wild card rule. I told you full of smart tears in this podcast we had this haphazard wild card rule felt like it was thrown together at the last minute 
Vince McMahon grabs a live mic and he's stumbling all over his words. He says, well, raw people from Raw can go on SmackDown. And then he said, people from SmackDown can go on SmackDown. You know what I mean. And Vince is just stumbling through this promo. And I just want to talk about why we don't need this wild card rule at all. Like, here's the deal, man. First of all, they screwed it up the first night. They had like five people on the very first night. They screwed that up. But we don't need a, a wild card rule because we already have enough on both brands. These brands are phenomenally talented. Some of the most talented brands in WWE history. On Raw, we have talent littered down the board. On SmackDown, we have talent littered down the board. We don't need a wild card rule to add extra talent to all of this. We really don't. We already have enough. You just need to book them right. Another reason why we don't need this wild card rule, this is going to burn out really fast. You already have these heavyweight quote unquote dream matches going forth and you're gonna do this every week like you're gonna burn out on this wild card rule really fast so here's another thing before we don't need it just in the brand split like i said i reviewed raw on youtube i said don't dip your toe in the water just dump jump right on into it like in the brand split I and mean, we can have a mega show every monday and tuesday you might as well just go on ahead and do that but they're not they're being topsy-turvy about this thing. They want to create a haphazard wild card rule. So moving on, it hinders each brand. When somebody else from each brand comes in, like it, it hurts the the opposing brand because say for instance, the Usos come in out of nowhere and they want to challenge for the SmackDown tag titles, but they're on the raw brand. Like can a SmackDown team challenge for that? Uh, AJ Styles comes in. And he gets a shot at Kofi Kingston. So does Sami Zayn. Like, can somebody from SmackDown get that shot? Like, it hurts the brand uh, that these guys are coming on. So, that's my thoughts on that. It hurts the brand. And also, the Superstar Shakeup won't mean anything on the last note. The Superstar Shakeup, the next one, it will not mean anything. Because when these Superstar Shakeups happen, we get the feeling of, oh man, things are freshened up. And now we're going to get this matchup and that matchup. But now we have this wild card rule. And if we're getting matchups already cross-branded matchups, the Superstar Shakeup won't mean anything by the time we get to it next year. So that's my thoughts on why we don't need the wild card rule whatsoever. So let me get into these ratings, man. I told you. Angry podcast. Call me an angry fan. Whatever you want. But... Vince did this wild card rule in order to please the execs from NBC and Fox. Apparently, uh, the execs of NBC and Fox are putting pressure on Vince McMahon over the ratings. And Vince thought of this wild card rule because of it. But here's the deal. They put all of this into this show and the ratings went up. But it was the second lowest rating of 2019. Man, that is bad. Look, I am a person that always says, look, it's not the 90s anymore. Look, ratings don't mean what they used to mean, but they still mean something. WWE went all the way out to stopping YouTube videos. They didn't even put up their YouTube videos as normal as to help the ratings. It didn't work. Like, it was still the second lowest rating rated show of 2019 for Raw. And I gotta be honest, I hoped the rating would be low because, like, we don't need all of this extra stuff. I hope that they get down to a point to where they say, you know what, 
We just need to let the guys wrestle. Let the guys and gals wrestle. And we need to get to that point, man, because we have some of the best talent in the world on WWE Raw and SmackDown. I really believe that in my heart. Just keep it simple. Like I've been saying, focus on the sporting aspect and let them wrestle. Hopefully, they'll get to that point. We have people. This is why this is important as well. We have longtime fans just giving up. Like I scroll through on Twitter and every week I see either, man, I'm thinking about giving up on Raw or I scroll through and I see podcasts and I have given up and I don't watch it live anymore. Like I watch it taped or on my DVR and I just fast forward through it. And man, it's sad to see, but I've been there. Like I have given up at one point. I've watched Raw and I just turned off the TV and I, I couldn't take it anymore. This was like months and months and months ago to where I just couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't even review Raw because I turned off the TV and we have people turning off in abundance and like for the people that always say well if you don't like it don't watch it well we got people not watching it you better be careful what you ask for you just might get it people are not watching it man and here's the deal from wwe's aspect if i'm the head of wwe obviously ratings don't mean what they used to but if i'm the head i at least want to maintain my core audience and it's a problem when your core audience is tuning out when your core audience is saying you know what i can't take it anymore obviously the long time our fans that watch when the rock and stone cold was there obviously they're gone because rock stone cold is gone they don't really watch wrestling like they used to but the core of us that are still watching to this day when we start tuning out you know something is going wrong we're pulling in ratings like this something is going wrong look i know ratings aren't what they used to be but they're enough for wwe to start panicking putting putting out wild card rules and crazy things that are coming out of nowhere so it means something to them it means something to me as well so those are the things man wwe has to watch out for these ratings they just have to let the guys and the girls keep it simple stupid use the kiss rule let them wrestle and be done with it so moving on to becky lynch man i hate to be the one to say it but and she's a better challenger than champion that's what i'm feeling like today and look i said this way back i tweeted this back on march the 5th i said the fans still love her but becky lynch is losing momentum and i as my cell phone goes off right here i'm sorry about that but here's the deal man i look at becky lynch and i'm like man she is not quite what she used to be and here's the deal on that her comparable comp every time you talk talk about becky lynch her comp is what steve austin steve austin went from a point to where he was just steve austin he was complaining about getting held down it was very entertaining too once he finally won the title steve austin took off into one of the greatest wrestlers of all time mount rushmore wrestler of all time that didn't exactly happen with becky lynch when she was when i tweeted that in march she was pretty much on the highway and she was pretty much going fast pedal to the metal and eventually she kind of slowed down but she was still going fast pedal to the metal but now becky lynch it feels like she's in neutral and i love me some becky lynch she's in the opening to my podcast uh, i love her to death still love her to death 
And I'm happy for everything that she gets, but I'm just calling a spade a spade here. She cuts the same promos every week. And it's like, somebody's a dope. Or she's talking about Charlotte Flair around the rounds beating him uh, at WrestleMania. It's kind of like the modern day Chris Jericho where I beat Stone Cold in the rock in one night. That's what Be- Becky Lynch has been lately. And like... She needs to have some more, some, like some more variety to her promos. She's still in that phase. It's like she never took off from "I'm getting held down." Like obviously she's the man, and I enjoy the stuff that she still does. But I expected her to take off more, and it is not all her fault because WWE did not unify the titles. Here's the deal: when Becky Lynch won both of those belts, we were all saying okay they're gonna eventually unify the titles and they didn't unify the titles and now becky lynch had to appear on raw and smackdown every week and to be honest she started to get stretched thin from a creative standpoint because she talked came out had the same promos every week and then you start a, a feud with lacey evans and because you didn't unify the titles, you got to start another feud. Instead of it being Bailey, you chose Charlotte freaking Flair again. So now one week, it's Lacey Evans with Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is calling her the discount Charlotte Flair. Still got Charlotte Flair on the brain. But the next night, it's Charlotte Flair. And it's like, I cannot get really invested into any of these matchups because you're trying to do too much at one time, if I'm being totally honest. And you're doing too much and to the point where I can't get invested in either match. So it's not entirely Becky Lynch's fault. At this point, she needs to lose one of those titles at Money in the Bank. And I'm afraid that Charlotte freaking Flair is going to get another title again. Like, that's going to keep having Charlotte win and lose until she breaks Rick Flair's record 16 times. That's what Charlotte Flair is going to be by the time she ends her career. That's just my opinion. But moving it back to Becky Lynch. Look, man, at this point, I still love her. At this point, she is still the top woman in WWE, but she does not have that best thing since sliced bread feeling about her anymore. And I'm not the only one that feels this way. To be honest, I see it up and down Twitter every week. I wish the best for her. Look, by the, I think she really needs to lose one of these titles and they have to have her focus on one feud. Maybe she'll start to improve and take off more like I expected once that happens. But as it stands right now, she is stuck in neutral. Now don't get that. Don't take that as me hating Becky Lynch because I love her. I love me some Becky Lynch, man. Well, I got a, I got a certain love for all of those women in the, as for the four horsewomen. They all do something really well. I love me some Becky Lynch. So moving on to a couple of quick topics, very quick topics of the day. Chris Jericho, he's back, baby. Back and better than ever. Uh, he challenged Okada at New Japan Duntaku, and he's going to face off with him at Dominion in june and i gotta say that this is a huge match jericho continues to find huge matches in new japan pro wrestling and he has done it again i will very much be looking forward to this jericho versus okada 
every match Jericho has a way of drawing you into his matches and he's done it again I gotta give him credit I was ready for Jericho versus Omega I was ready for any Jericho match there ever was in New Japan Pro Wrestling and I'm ready for this uh, now Jericho versus Okada is gonna be a phenomenal match and I will be watching Dominion I will be staying tuned to that I cannot wait to see how it turns out moving on to the final topic of the day and Helico signs with All Elite Wrestling look man if you don't know who Angelico is he is a phenomenally talented wrestler look just type in Lucha Angelico Lucha Underground Dive on YouTube and check that out I can explain it to you but it wouldn't do any justice it is one of the craziest spots of the 2010s I'll just put it to you like that the guy's phenomenally talented uh, he would have been a phenomenal X Division wrestler. I put it to you like they would have been a phenomenal X Division wrestler in Impact Wrestling, but they didn't sign him. All Elite Wrestling did. And he is a great wrestler as well. I'm excited to see how he does with All Elite Wrestling. And I'm excited to see what unveils with All Elite Wrestling. We got Double or Nothing coming up, and we got a lot of announcements that should be coming up. Double or Nothing will be on pay per view. And I'm interested to see how it goes with all of the wrestling in their possible TV deal as well. So that is it for this episode of the Two Sweet Podcast. Smart tears everywhere, complaining everywhere, mad everywhere, piss vinegar everywhere. I'm just upset, man. It just it is what it is. I gotta speak my voice on this. This is just my opinion. Let me know your thoughts. Whether that's on Twitter, at 2 Pod, that's the number 2, Sweet P-O-D, or at OMG Corey B, or in YouTube comments, let me know your thoughts. Periscopers, let me know your thoughts as well. I am out! <laughs>